Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Well, it all began with a group of cheerful, subversive filmmakers weren't accepted into the Sundance Film Festival. Unwilling to take no for an answer, they instead started their own event, and that would be called Slamdance Anarchy in Utah. That was 22 years ago. Uh, Slamdance has become a year-round organization fostering the development of unique and innovative filmmakers. The organization now consists of film festivals, screenplay competitions, Slamdance Studio, and it has created something called Slamdance on the Road, a traveling theatrical showcase that brings popular Slamdance films to audiences that otherwise would not have the opportunity to see them. We are joined by the co-founder and president of Slamdance, and that would be Peter Baxter. Peter, welcome to Film School. Thank you, and good morning. Good morning. Well, as I, I, I just said to you off uh, off air, uh, it is we are now in a, a week out from the, the beginning of uh, Slamdance. How are you doing? How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling excited. I think like the uh, rest of the team in the office right now in Los Angeles, we're getting ready to move uh, to Utah mm-hmm. uh, this weekend and set up for the festival, which is going to begin next uh, next week on the 20th, as you were, as you were saying. And uh, we have a really exciting program this year of all kinds of uh, t- artistic achievement, and uh, we're just absolutely stoked to uh, to get ready for this festival and to bring out these great new emerging filmmakers for uh, for this year. So we're we're all feeling we're all, we're all feeling excited. I bet. And we're all feeling really great about what's about to happen. Great, and I just before we get too far into this, I want to let people know that if they want, because they're going to want to go. Once they hear about all the different things that are happening, they can go to slamdance.com. There's a good place to start for all of the information, all the films, all the different things that are happening. So let's get that out there. Slamdance.com is the place to begin your journey. And uh, Park City, Utah, uh, it's a plane ride away. It's about an hour and a half uh, flight from here, from Los Angeles. So there you go. Well, um, now... Where would you like to be? And you want to talk about the the films themselves? You want to? Talk, I know you have some initiatives through Slamdance that are really exciting. Um, is there something that just you'd like people to know up front about what's going to happen in Park City a week from today? Sure. Well, given what you just said, and just uh, going to um, Slamdance in Park City, Utah, uh, what may be uh, useful just to uh, sort of add on to that is that um, Slamdance has always had heavily discounted pass for, uh, for students. Mm. And uh, there are lots of things which are free at Slamdance. And um, we, you know, we, we, we do these things and we have these things because we really want to, um, you know, involve and invite uh, young filmmakers who perhaps are getting ready um, to make something which they uh, one day will want to submit to Slamdance. And... Um, the great opportunity they have by coming beforehand is not only to meet the filmmakers at the festival and up close and in a personal way at the headquarters that we have at the top of Main Street, Treasure Mountain Inn, um, but also, I think, to learn about um, filmmaking generally, uh, because you can do so much of that at Slamdance, and uh, 
I guess this is a segue into one of the reasons why, you know, we started the Polytechnic program, which I think is one of the things you wanted to mm-hmm. uh, to bring up. But um, we, you know, we, we, we love to see young filmmakers at Slam Arts, and not just the ones which are at the festival, but again, those filmmakers that are going to be making films, which one day they'll want to perhaps submit to Slam Dance. Right. Well, and and that this is very much in keeping. Well, let's talk about polytechnics. And but this is very much in keeping with, the, as they say, the mantra of Slam Dance, which is by filmmakers for filmmakers. And so let's this. You have a number of workshops, uh, essential techniques and tools for independent cinematography, how to protect yourself legally. There's all kinds of things that is this. Go ahead, tell us a little bit about uh, the, that polytechnics uh, program that you. You have it slammed. Yeah, well, it, it all started actually a, a few years ago where we were hearing from filmmakers at the festival about things that they wished that they had known before they started making their films. Mm-hmm. And even though a lot of them had been to film school, um, they hadn't sort of picked up on the sort of practical side of, of, of filmmaking. And the other thing, too, which filmmakers were finding very difficult was just very simply this sort of um, this this bridge, so to speak, that they were having to cross when they left film school and go out into the open world. A number of filmmakers found that really difficult. So we're listening to all of our filmmakers, and then there was one person in particular, it was an intern actually that we had at the festival, that started uh, with us nearly nearly you know nearly two years ago now it was, and she just graduated from NYU, and. She relaxed after we said, "Well, yeah, we'd love to. You know, we'd love to have you here at Slam Dance as, a, as an intern." And I said, "But I got, you know, I got to tell you, you know, what was the experience really like for you? You know, you touched on what NYU was like, but what was it like as you transitioned from NYU into, you know, into into the big wide world, so so to speak?" And um, she said it was just so difficult for her because she hadn't realized that when she left um, university the void that would be there in her creativity, the fact that she had left her friends and associates that, that, that she was creating with, and now she was in a, a, a place which basically was, uh, you know, made her feel alone. And um, I, I felt at that point it was time then, it sort of triggered um, this thought that we had of, well, you know, maybe we can start, you know, you know something here to to help students navigate this this sort of practical side of filmmaking and support them in some way as they sort of leave you know leave leave college and bring in all of these alumni stories and comments that they have made and so that's why we started the anarchy workshop and um so she was sort of the catalyst really in sort of starting this whole program and the Anarchy Workshop, if you like, is a co- sort of core curriculum to all of those subjects that you mentioned that we have at the festival this year. Mm-hmm. And just very simply, it's a comprised of these anecdotes um, from from filmmakers mm-hmm. over the years that were, again, as I mentioned, yeah. you know, giving us information about things which they wished that they had learned before they made their film. So we put them all together, and then we contacted. You know, we started contacting colleges around the states and lo and behold and you know, we began to be invited to a number of them and now we've been to a lot of you know we're agnostic i mean we don't care where we go to mm-hmm. uh we um we don't uh, this is not a, a profitable venture for us it's a sort of sharing experience and we've now been to film schools across the nation 
and it will continue to do so in 2017. And sort of from this anarchy workshop then, we sort of pulled out various subjects um, to form then what we now call the Polytechnic Program. And this is a free program. Um, It will also have a life online, but we want to continue to build it and take it around to uh, film schools around the United States. And we're going to see a program of that at this year's festival. Um, I think one of the the big things that we sort of you know found out from uh, the anarchy workshop is um, this this sense that filmmakers haven't taken advantage of all the things that are offered to them sometimes at at university um, the relationships that they perhaps could have had and could have continued with um, that they are now missing when they um, you know when they leave and so you know we've Again, we've sort of combined all of these yeah. these stories from our alumni and uh, put them into this uh, into this workshop, and yes. uh, and 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 here we have the Polytechnic program for uh, for two thousand two thousand seventeen. Right. So um, yeah. we have a lot of great experts, uh, great minds in this Polytechnic program. Uh, as this has gone around, we sort of collected uh, more and more uh, interest from educators. And it really is going to be, I think, a very um, strong program. And again, it's it's free for anyone in Park City to come and experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm as I started to read through the again the essentials and tools for independent cinematography and post production, uh, protect yourself from legal chaos, how to sustain your creative vision in and evolving career, your film. And this has to do with DIY, do-it-yourself distribution and marketing. You know, that's one. And I just sort of sidetrack you for, for a second here. One of the reasons I, I'm so I started to do film school is this idea of demystify, de- demystifying what it is to be a filmmaker, their process, their creative process, sort of break it down so people have an understanding that it is not, you know, a gift from the gods. That in fact, you, if you have the drive and the creativity, you yourself can in fact go out and do this and that's certainly very much in keeping with what it seems i'm seeing reading and hearing from you uh, uh about uh slam dance it is sort of a demystification of the process in of making films is that a fair statement yeah i think you're right on, i think you're right on with that and um Again, this is a very practical guide um, yeah. and uh, you know support system uh, with that you know with that in mind. And um, you know we find at Slamdance there are sort of these great films um, at the festival, and there've yeah. been a number of filmmakers now that have made these great first films, but have really struggled to make uh, their second. Yeah. And in fact, have a career in filmmaking. Yeah. And so, this program is very much about being able to sustain and to carry on creating. Yeah. And of course, I think one of the things which is overlooked sometimes is that just by practicing, by keeping going, um, and getting to the next point of your creativity, your next production, your next short film, or your next feature, is you know is so important. And a lot of filmmakers, sort of early on in what could have been, I think, a very sort of bright and successful career, they stop, uh, they give up. But, of course, more recently, um, with the with technology, which is sort of heavily featured at Slamdance this year, the tools of the trade, so to speak, are affordable and allow us then to create, um, you know, less expensively and more skillfully now because we're able to practice with the equipment, with the technology that we've brought at home, 
wherever it may be, you know, to further create. But I think at the core of it is this sort of sense, and I sort of touched on it a little bit here, is sort of the, the very basic, um, very basic sense of being alone. Yeah. And Spamnat has always been about a community, yeah. as, you, as you've mentioned, our mantra, by filmmakers, for filmmakers. And we found that when there is this sort of very easy thing, you know, very easy thing to say, um, sort of challenging to create, but when there actually is this community that is a supportive, supportive one yeah. uh, for filmmakers, it becomes easier oftentimes for filmmakers to continue. And, of course, that's what we're trying to foster here and further create with this Polytechnic program. We have it with the festival, um, and now it's something here for, you know, for, um, uh, in, in education that we want to develop and, and support filmmakers that are, that, that are, that are coming up. That that is so important. I, I you know I think this sort of translates from the in the music realm, the music realms. Let me say that again, uh, to the film realm, and that is you have your whole life to make your first album, and you have six months to make your second album, and you know it, that's kind of in, in very much in keeping with that same same process, right? You you have some success with the first film, and now you've got to you know you've got to figure out a way to. Do that again, and and what you're talking about sounds extremely important in terms, not only just in terms of techniques and and the actual on the ground practicality of what you're suggesting, but it also says, hey, I'm not alone. There are other people that have been here before and have gone through what I'm going through, either for my first film or for my second film. And there are people here that can support me in the ways, in a psychological supportive way, or whatever it is, practically speaking. And those are just extre- what you're saying is so important. I, I I couldn't agree more with what you're you're talking about. Yeah, um, and those two aren't unrelated. The sort of practical and psychological. Of it. I think people often underestimate that psychology sort of involved in that second film, that second album, as you were saying quite rightly, sort of in a short space of time. Because whether you've done well or not so well with your first feature, to pick it up and to carry on yeah. is an extremely difficult thing. Of course, you've never experienced that before. You've never you've you've never You've never gone through it, and um, you're reminding me actually of an alumni um, story, which sort of again is sort of part of uh, you know, part of this uh, anarchy has become part of this uh, workshop where we have sort of section in it where we're talking about um, filmmakers after the festival, after their success, and uh, one of these stories is uh, Anthony is concerns Anthony and Joe Russo, the Russo brothers, mm-hmm. of course now sort of huge filmmakers. Um, but they started off at Slam Dance with a low budget, with a low budget film, and uh, we loved this film. Uh, the only problem was that uh, the the, <laughs> the critics didn't. And by the end of the festival, um, you know, the film hadn't found distribution. Um, it, it was not critically acclaimed. Um, but there was one person in the audience that that thought highly of uh, what the Russos had created, and that was Steven Soderbergh. Oh. And he caught them, and he said, "Well, what have you got next?" And um, you know, they said that they did have a project which was cu- coming up, which they really wanted to make. And you know, and well, I want to make that. Uh, I want to make that film with you. And so you think at this point, wow! I mean, what more could you ask for? I mean, you've got now an incredibly creative and successful filmmaker um, backing you, and uh, you're going to make your next feature. Yeah. Well, the, the sort of the the, the the other side of this was Anthony and Joe being able to 
sustain themselves somehow, some way, um, after the festival. And Joe won't mind me mentioning this, but, uh, um, you know, what happened was, you know, real life. I mean, they go home. Uh, Joe has a young family. And, uh, you know, he's waking up every morning and saying, well, how can I how can I keep going? We've just spent all this money on this first feature. We don't know when uh, Stephen's going to be making this next feature with us. How do we keep it going? And for them, it was about a partnership. Uh, Joe had a brother. Um, and, uh, you know, they supported one another. And that's why it's really important, I think, in independent film, DIY film, to form these really strong relationships with one another, with your team, that can keep you going, not just during production, but around it and in life. And I think these, you know, these basic things here are sort of overlooked. And if it wasn't for uh, um, Anthony supporting Joe through this difficult time, who knows, in the end, where the Russos would have gone. I mean, it sounds great to have... Steven Soderbergh on your side, but if you don't know when actually this next production is going to take place, yeah. you know what are you going to do in, in, in between time? So it's things like this that we are sharing within the Anarchy Workshop, and again, these sort of practical things that are coming out of this sort of core cur- curriculum that have formed these other uh, these other programs in the Polytechnic. I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Peter Baxter. He is the co-founder and president of Slam Dance, and uh, the, this festival is starting a week from today. That would be January 20th, runs through the 26th, and um, you can go to slamdance.com to find out all about it, including the films that will be screening and etc. Now, we can either go to Dig or I want to talk about your films, some of the films in the time we have remaining, uh, and I know this is like asking a parent who their favorite kid is, but... Uh, I, w- I will ask you at some point, uh, at least talk about our, the opening night and, and the closing night uh, films, but let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, your, uh, your, your foray as a project initiative into sort of a new way of delivering stories and that the digital mediums that are available now to filmmakers. Talk, let's talk a little bit about uh, Dig as well. Yeah. Um well, DIG is a program of, um, you know, you could say the sort of new frontier um, of storytelling. Um, to me, whether it's a, a film or a short film or, you know, a piece in DIG, it's about storytelling. And um, I think what's exceptional about our DIG program is that we've got these incredible new storytellers that are combining um, all kinds of different technology um, in telling their stories, and it's uh, interactive in kind of sort of disruptive ways. And so disruption, actually, I think, is a theme of this year's festival. But, you know, everyone has been um, excited in this world about you know, the VR experience. But what we're really excited about is how these artists are sort of fusing all these different mediums, whether it be VR with something else, um, and combine to make these great, um, these, these sort of these great new, uh, great new stories. And uh, the Dig Showcase actually began um, uh, life um, at a gallery showing that we had um, in December of 2016. And uh, from that, we're bringing it to Park City um, at, at Slamdance. And the reason why we wanted to have it in a gallery-type setting is that we really wanted the 
you know, the people who came to really sort of experience all of the all of the pieces in a way that they could take their time and really become sort of immersed then in each of the pieces that we had. I think sometimes, you know, when we have these shows, you can get you, you can get lost. You can't really fully experience them because there are so many people around you and you don't have enough time to you feel pressured, you don't have enough time to really experience them. And that's not what we want. We want to give um, the, the the audience, the participants, time to really um, take part in them and sometimes role-play in them. And so with Bad News, for example, one piece which is in the big program this year, we actually have a role, an actual on-site role uh, for an audience member where they're going to be interviewed by someone that is trying to trace and find out about someone who has died in um and uh, has recently died and they're looking for family members to uh, next of kin to contact and to let them know about what has happened wow. and while this is happening yeah. there is an online audience which is um, feeding the interviewer questions and so you know by you know 45 minutes you've just gone through this original story and of course each time you play bad news it's a new story wow. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, we're really excited about uh, bad news is because they're, they're new stories each time that it's, uh, each time it's played. Uh, VR, I mean, there's one VR piece that we have, which um, I've never experienced such a, a completely immersed um, out of life, you know, experience. And, you know, we have to bear in mind, these are from young artists which are coming up these aren't from um, seasoned artists that have been practicing, um, you know, this craft for sort of ten years. And you know, what's exceptional is the level of talent and storytelling uh, in in this in this program. And I think the opportunities that are going to be for these new artists in the industry, um, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. And um, I think anyone that's in Park City um, this year, whether they're coming to Slamdance and Slamdance, it's a must-see, um, the big program at, Sla- at, at, at Slamdance. Wow, that yeah, all that. That sounds fantastic. Well, congratulations on, you know, you, and this is another thing that you, that I, that you're and your and Slamdance seem to be so interested in is really looking kind of over the hill of creativity here. What, what's coming and uh, I think your description of this is sort of the, you know, we're, you're sort of breaking a lot of, you're, you're in the process of breaking down a lot of barriers uh, between the audience and the filmmakers and the, and the storytellers. And that's, yeah, wow, it's very exciting. All right, well, let's... let's yeah, and that, and that comes from our programmers, artists themselves, who are not governed by any direction. Um, they're totally free to choose what they would like to see in a festival and then they discuss this within the programming groups together so there are no fashions or outside influences it's a completely democratic affair where each has one vote and is discussing what they would like to see in the festival program and because of that i think it provides this really fertile uh program that we're seeing and sort of provides for this sort of great sense of as i mentioned disruption and it, it's great, of the, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's of the of the creative kind. I mean, could there be anything anything better? Yeah. And uh, that's what you can see throughout the festival, and not just within the dig program. 
Well, well, let's go in the just we only have a couple minutes. Thank you for staying a little longer than I thought we were originally, but uh, appreciate it. The uh, let's just talk about opening night. Um, what what uh, and maybe if you have a highlight or two of films that you are really excited about. But what's our opening night for uh, for this year's Slam Dance? Yeah, our opening night film is a documentary by Cullen Holback. It's called, it's called What Lies Upstream. And this is Cullen's uh, follow-up to a documentary which maybe some of your listeners are familiar with called Terms and Conditions. Oh, um, yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, so Cullen is a, you know investigative uh, filmmaker, and he's done a, an amazing um, amount of work in uncovering um, a water scandal. Um, in Virginia. And um, it's one of these films where um, you can see that only this film could have been made by someone like Cullen, a DIY filmmaker who has been able to spend a lot of time investigating actually what has taken place. And it shows us really that um, not only should we um, be wary and, um, and not trust at times our government organizations, but also corporate organizations as well. And of course, you know, the bigger picture here is water itself and how these organizations threaten, it sounds sort of very uh, sweeping statement here, but, but threaten the human species by not taking care of what they are providing for, uh, for their community. Uh, which is life, and in, in, uh, in, in, in this in this sense, it's uh, it's water that we need in order to in order to survive. And of course, we've heard a lot this year about about Flint, about Standing Rock, but the water crisis really is around the United States. And uh, Cullen is shedding light on that in Virginia, and he's really done an amazing amazing job. Another thing that makes this film special is that you think that you know there are there are amazing documentaries, of course, on HBO and Showtime. But a lot of the time, uh, with these uh, with, with these shows, with these documentaries, they are made within a specific time period yeah. where things have to happen and be delivered on time. Yeah. And of course, with Cullen's film, he's allowed himself; he's given uh, he's given us um, the chance then to see something which has really developed over a longer period of time, which shows this uh, this true story about what is actually happening to our, wa- our, our water. I could not agree more. I work for a public agency that deals with water, um, and that is the mantra, water, water, water. It is the most important thing um, that uh, we think about in terms of capturing and holding on to it, cleaning it up. All of these things are so important. And uh, going just to touch on Colin's earlier work, um, Terms and Conditions, I had him on the show and fully expected to see more about his film, given the content of it and how important, how much we don't know about the things that we should know about. And this is another example of that. It is, uh, it is, that is, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that film. So, um, Peter, we've just run out of time, and I wish we could go on for a lot longer. I really thank you for, for being here today on Film School. Uh, again, people can go to slamdance.com to find out more about the film. Uh, festival about all the different programs initiatives and stay in touch with slam dance you have an office here in los angeles you're an ongoing operation it's not that you exist for a, a couple of weeks in utah and fold up your tent and go away you're around you're a part of the filmmaking community um and i just so appreciate uh, the work that you do now and will continue to do in the future 
Well, thanks, man. You too. And uh, cheers, everybody. And hope to see you in Park City. Very good. That's Peter Baxter, co-founder and president of Slam Dance. And I will. I look forward to uh, to meeting you in in Slam at Slam Dance. So, thank you, Peter, for being here on Film School. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.